colada here? Granny's, Granny's peach pina colada? Granny's peach <laughs> Doing all other flavors of it. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Granny's Peach Tea. We are in episode 108. For those counting, 108, and, uh, man, we are going strong. Look, I think we might get to 200, Ed. I, I, I say it right now on 108. We're going to 200. You're making a prediction. This is it right here. We're going to make it to 200. That's right. That's what we've survived so much on this show. If we could survive the Super Mario Brothers, Fan 4 Stick, I mean, come on. We, we've survived a lot. The Spirit. The spirit. Yeah, we've been through some shit, but we're still taking it. It's true. That's true. <laughs> so, listen, thanks for joining us on this Monday evening. As always, uh, we got a lot of cool things to get into, but we are opening up with Escape, the Pina Colada song, uh, which is from this week's Titans. And for those who are checking this out and checking out the spoiler talk, and it ironically ties into the Guardians of the Galaxy, which we saw our Guardians of the Galaxy run next week. So, yes. Perfectly. Perfect. Planned out just like the way we, we put it out there, right? I think Farachi did that for us. Farachi's pulling strings. Exactly. exactly. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us. If you joined us on the uh, Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, wherever you found your audio on the podcast, we always appreciate all the support. Uh, and we want to make sure that you know that during this broadcast, you can support us with uh, giving our page some stars and digital gifts that helps us earn money. So come hang out and talk some comic book stuff. We got some cool shit to get into this week, uh, and some not cool shit. You know, depends on what your flavor of pina is. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And guys, guys we, we could we could get desperate. Don't make us rob the mob. I mean, just give us, just give us those stars. Yes, because then when we have to rob the mob, we might throw money at people. I don't know. We might have to. We might have to. No that's the awesome. That's the ultimate escape. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we. We always appreciate all that support that's there. And Farachi is joining us. Boss man. Yo ho, boss man. And just 200? We, we don't want to guarantee anything past 200 because who knows? Maybe we'll get canceled at 200. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I, look, I might Ezra Miller someone, you know? And then forget about it. You might. You never know. You never know. Uh, you never know. And our buddy Don is, is joining us too. What's up, Don? What's going on, my man? Uh, we'll have to talk to Don otherwise because we have a run that we want to have him join us for. So we do. We do at least a couple of those episodes, if not all yeah. of them. And he, he knows what we're probably referring to based on the WhatsApp chat that we got going on PCP. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. A bit further. Uh, but I'm Ed, and with me as always is Jason. Jason, what's up, dude? Hey, good to be here. Good to see you, Ed. Uh, so I got I got two things to report this week, but so I'll do them quick. First, I saw Sweeney Todd for my birthday on Wednesday. Belated and happy birthday, my friend, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Great show. They cut a song that I like, but, like, whatever. Um, you know, it happens. But the reason I'm bringing it up here, because uh, one of the one of the lead roles, if anyone's familiar with the show, the role of Anthony, who's the younger sailor, was played by none other than Flash alumni Kid Flash. So I really? saw Kid Flash on Broadway, yeah. Nice. Nice. And he was good. He was good. I liked him a lot. And I'm very critical of that show because it's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. Um, so that, that's my, that's my sort of kid flash thing. And now my report from Westeros, uh, I am in, I've just started season five of, of, um, the, the game of Thrones that everyone's talking about, or was about a decade ago. Um, <laughs> lots of crazy stuff. So I, look, I got to the red wedding Ed. I now know I get that reference. There now. it is. Yes. I get that reference now. And look, I'm so good at dodging spoilers. So good. I didn't even know what the Red Wedding was. I wasn't expecting it. When they, when, when all of a sudden, um, uh, Madam Smith Stark, you know, Lady Stark, and uh, was that Rob Stark who gets killed? Um, mm -hmm. When they get murdered, I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? I did not see that coming. So good job on the Red Wedding. Um by Argus Filch from uh, the Harry Potter movies. 
Oh, by the way, so Richard Madsen now, now you know you're more familiar with him. That's my pick for Bond. Oh, which the one is which, Bond? Which one is Richard Madsen? Rob Stark. I could see that. I could see that. Okay, so now here it is. I was on Double O Deep Dive. During my mind run of Double O Deep Dive, I was rambling about Richard Madsen being the next Bond. So there you go. Now, now you know who I'm talking about. Now I can see it. Now I can absolutely see it. Um, so what else? Tyrion's still my favorite character. Daenerys is still a very close second. Um, the uh, Lord Baelish is my third favorite character because he's just been revealed as an absolute slimy fucking like agent of chaos. Um, and he killed the person I most wanted to see dead, which is King Joffrey. Long live the king. The king is dead, my friends. Um, so and his, that was his satisfying. And replacement is, is who you're going to have to brace yourself for next. Wait, wait, the, the kid who takes over, his brother? No, 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 no. He's actually like in a tragic situation, but there is... Okay, no no spoilers. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. No, 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 no. But no, I'm just saying, like, you just feel bad for like him in general. No spoilers. But, okay. Um, no, there's a, there's a bastard that comes along eventually. Oh. I don't even know if he was introduced at that point, but man, he oh, is such no, a No, I think he is. It, is, it, is it the one they were bleeding from the leeches? Who's like a, some of the king's blood in them? So they they abducted him from the watch. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. You so haven't maybe met I'm him yet. yet. Yeah, you'll um, know. Okay, uh, but yeah. So I'm again still digging the show. Starting to like the the Jamie the Kingslayer. Uh, he's started to grow on me. Um, uh, who else? Huh. Is, has he started his? Is he start? Is they are starting to put him in a different light now, or is he still yes. just a prick? No, no, he lost his hand. He helped okay. uh, the the woman who was trying to free him. Like he went Brianna back for her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Brianna. Um, which awesome that like he comes to like save her, and they're making her fight a bear. Super realistic in history, by the way. They used to do that shit in the Roman Empire all the time. I've been okay. like binge binge listening to the History of Rome uh, podcast from the beginning to the end, and mm -hmm. one of their favorite things to do was to buy exotic animals and force people to fight them in the arena. Wow, yeah. wasn't that like in Gladiator also? Yes, yeah, yeah. And th okay. that was, and that's actually in my podcast. I'm up to that that particular emperor, uh, Commodus. So yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's it. So that that's what I've been deep diving. I got Sweeney Todd, I got Rome, and I got Westeros. I'll give my Westeros report next week. Uh, at this rate, I should be done like two or three weeks. Yeah, you don't have that much more to go. Wow, and then that means you're going to pick up House of the Dragon, and you're probably going to be caught up by the time House of the Dragon returns. I'm yeah, I might be. I might be. Easily. Then I'll, I might actually have to watch it if I really like it. I'll watch it weekly. Um, okay. My my still my pick though for who I want to sit on the the throne. And I know I'm going to regret it because I know everyone dies or becomes evil. I've just accepted that. But I still want Daenerys Targaryen because everything she has done so far, like just the fact that she frees the unsullied slaves and leads them into revolt against their masters and then frees them, and then they stick with her, of course, uses them to end a slave state in another like town. Like everything. And then when she realizes everything goes, has went tits up because she didn't put the right infrastructure in, she goes, fuck this. We're not going to Westeros. If I can't hold this, I don't deserve the throne. I'm like, this is the only person in the game who has any scruples or any idea of what the position is. Everyone else just wants power. She's made it clear that she wants to wield power for the greater good. So I'm hoping my girl gets the Iron Throne at the end of this. <clears throat> okay. All right. I'm, I'm excited to see to get your reactions to keep reliving this with you because it's it's interesting the, the twists and turns of Game of Thrones. It's yeah, there's some good stuff. I am I am enjoying it. Although I am going to say one thing to the fandom though, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Ed, I'm asking you, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Bitching about no dragons. There's like I, a dragon I, every other I episode. Was, I was not I was not one of the fans that bitched okay. about no dragons. I okay, was absolutely so like. There are plenty of dragons. Okay, because I put you on the spot. I apologize, but knowing no, about, I don't care. <laughs> knowing nothing about this show, all I ever heard was no dragons, no dragons, no dragons. So I go in expecting to see no dragons. By the end of the first season, I got three dragons who come back and play important roles in the plot. No, listen. There's plenty of dragons. There's plenty of this thing. If it has anything, it has dragons. It has sex and it has violence. Yes. Okay, those are three things that this show has. 
Um, yes. What you will know, though, is that we talked about the convenient zone on TV shows at times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the dire wolves are totally in the convenient zone. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you've seen that already. Yeah. Whenever they're necessary, they are there. Exactly. So, good. Because I used to bitch about that all the time. And Angie's like, what are you talking about? They're over here. I'm like, where? Tell me where they are. They're over there. <laughs> Got the shit. Uh, a quick uh, comment from Don before we get into... Our first segment. Oh, thank you, brother. Well, happy birthday. Appreciate that. There you go. Thanks, Don. Um, all right. So we are a little late to the party, or not really that late to the party, but uh the Marvel uh Marvel Studios dropped a trailer for the Marvels uh last Monday. So you know it was about a week ago, but we did our show on Sunday, so therefore we kind of just missed it. So we wanted to go and get into this. So let's go ahead and we're gonna Watch it together here on uh, and watch the Marvels. So check it out if you haven't seen it. Captain Rambo? What the hell are you doing? Entering the jump point perimeter. I'm gonna get you some readings, Fury. Hello? Hello? Where's Captain Rambo? What the? Hi. We're looking for Kamala Khan. Okay, so our powers are entangled. I can manipulate light energy. And you, I can totally show you. No! Hi. Where's our daughter? Wherever you are. No, 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 we're not a team. We're not a team. All right, so. All right, Jason, I know this is the first time we've seen the trailer, but your your initial thoughts now of the trailer. Now, before we, let's just explain everybody where we talk about trailers too, besides the stuff that we know about it is very simple. Did the trailer raise or lower your expectations of the film before you saw the trailer? Because we knew this was coming, so what do you think? This looks like a lot of fun. This looks like a lot of fun. Um, I did not know what to expect in this. This has given me a good idea of what's what's happening. It seems like every time they use their powers, they switch places, which I think (laughs) is hysterical. Um, and yeah, I I, I think this looks like a lot of fun. I like uh, Kamala Khan or Kamala Khan. I think her being the audience in this of like, oh my god, the Avengers, oh my god, I'm in space. Like everyone is super like you know stoic in those space shots, and she's just like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I think this looks like it, it, this looks like it's going to be super fun. Uh, I don't, so yeah, that's that's I'm I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, me too. I'm I wasn't 100 percent sure. I mean, I knew what the we I knew that we were going to get like the Marvels teaming up. I assumed it was you know like. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then Photon, who was also uh, <clears throat> Captain Marvel in the comics. So, assumed that that was going to be a thing, but the tone of it wasn't 100% sure. But, you know, with Kamala Khan involved, you assume it was going to be a bit more fun. And the knock right. against Captain, the, the original Captain Marvel was, oh, you know, she didn't smile enough. It wasn't fun. And uh, that's definitely happening here. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no question about that. Um, but yeah, it's a teaser trailer. But yeah, it has raised my t- expectations for it as well. Um, and it's it's an interesting situation though here because 
we're now we're, we're into a place where the MCU films, right? And this isn't the first one to do it, but this one I feel like might be the most heavily where it's like you had to watch the Disney Plus shows to get what the hell is going on here. Now, perhaps in the film they give you enough, you know, backstory sure to do. the two of them. But I'm saying if you watch this trailer and let's pretend you didn't watch WandaVision and you didn't watch Miss Marvel, you probably would be like what the fuck? Who are these people? What is going on here? Uh, well, I Which mean, is I fine. Mean, it's just a I trip, recognize Kamala, uh, Kamala Khan from the comics. I would have no idea who Monica Rambeau was, to be honest, though, because I don't know her okay. from the comics. Well, I'm just saying for someone who's just watching the MCU. Oh, yeah. Pretend right, like yeah, the casual enough. fan, you know, following that. Um, but either way, though, I mean, at least the way I am, that would intrigue me to try to find out what it is. And we have the internet. You can look it up and find out who they are and choose to watch the show now or both shows or don't watch both shows. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like because the MCU for, for the first three phases did a thing where they would be like, okay, each movie was kind of like, you can jump in there and they give you enough to get you through that movie. But then if you watched everything else, you, everything was, you got way more out of it. Right now, it's like, are you going to keep that going or not? Because if someone watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and didn't watch WandaVision, they might not. They might be wondering why the hell is yeah. Wanda a villain now? What's what the hell's going on here? What kids is she rambling on about? What the hell? What the hell is this? Again, I don't see a problem with weaving in and out of it, but maybe for some fans, I, I don't. I don't know. I, and here's the thing. I mean, I I, I get it. Like not. Not everyone wants to watch everything, and that's fine. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't mind it because I am watching all of this stuff. And it's mm -hmm. one of those things that if this was a fandom that I was only kind of half in, half out of, I wouldn't complain that I can't watch the next movie because I don't know any of the characters. I simply wouldn't watch the next movie because I'm obviously not watching everything anyway. So, yeah. like, if I, like, if we were doing, like, like Star Wars. Star Wars is something like now. Like I love the original trilogy, but everything after that, I'm just kind of like only half paying attention to. Um, if a Star Wars movie came out that I would have had to have seen, you know, Mandal all the Mandalorian. Let's say I didn't see any of the Mandalorian. I just wouldn't go see that movie if I wasn't interested enough to see the Mandalorian. I wouldn't go online and bitch about it. I wouldn't decry that my childhood was robbed from me. I wouldn't you know shit all over the movie on the internet i would just go huh well that's obviously not made for me because i'm not interested enough in that show and i obviously i need to watch that show before i watch that movie so that's that's yeah. kind of where i'm at it with it like you know if you don't want to see it don't see it but for those of you who have watched the show this this will be looks like it's gonna be fun yeah i i agree but i think that also ties into the conversation of like you know, the MCU not, you know, there's, there's, listen, even their unsuccessful movies are still making plenty of money. They haven't yeah. had something that was like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, like box office wise. That movie has totally fell on its face. And wow. DC has a lot, it, it has. Unfortunately, it really has. And Marvel hasn't had that kind of a thing go down, but it's not, it's not like everything they pump out is close to a billion dollar movie at the moment. You know, it, the, it depends what it is now. Like it's, it goes from movie to movie. Um, so I do wonder if that is part of the introduction of the Disney plus shows is possibly something that might be affecting their box office mm. or their critical reaction or not. But you're right. If, if fans like us who are all in and we're watching everything great, this is a payoff for me watching the shows, even though I don't watch the shows because I want to pay off in a movie. I watch the shows because I'm interested in different characters in that universe. But now it's like you're rewarding them for like, all right, you set it up and here it goes. They're all together. But knowing them, I think they're going to give you enough backstory to know who they are. And it's like, hey, if you would like to know, remember in the comics, they would put the little bubble from issue numbers, Amazing yes. Spider-Man 348. Something like that would be really cool. Where it was like, hey, if you would like to know more, watch Miss Marvel. If you would like to know more, watch WandaVision. Like a, like the old pop-up video? Pop. Something like that. Yeah, I would get a kick out of that. I think it would be a blast. That'd be funny. I, I don't think they were, they're going to go that far with it, but I would absolutely love it. Um, 
Another thing is, is like apparently this trailer is like the most disliked trailer on YouTube. Which, it's like, what? Why? What? That's that, that's fucking crazy. That's just crazy. There's what? What's wrong with this trailer? You could you could watch it and go, that doesn't look like that. That's not for me, or I don't want to watch any of those shows. It's a, and that's fine. But like, what? What's wrong with the trailer? Beside the fact that there are three women and two of them are women of color. I mean, let's just call it out there. Yeah, and unfortunately for some people, that's a problem. And it's dumb that it is a problem. Like, hey, heroes come in all walks of life, so it's that's a thing. It happens. Um, and it's so and it's and you want to know something? This movie, right? Besides Captain Marvel being in this, the other two characters. Rambo and and uh, and Kamala Khan, their shows are two of the best Disney Plus shows yes. that we've gotten so far. So ironically, it's like everything should be going in favor of this movie, and yep. I, I really hope it does well because I just I get a good feeling about it. Like this is going to be one of the better MCU movies we've we've gotten in a little bit. Uh, even though I got super high hopes for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because. Again, the first two are, are good, they're enjoyable, yeah. and it's James Gunn, and, you know, we got that. But, I don't know, I think this is going to be pretty damn cool. I, I honestly have a feeling it, it's, it'll probably be better than the first, from better than Captain Marvel. Oh, I, I 100% expect to be better than Captain Marvel. And I like that movie. I don't love that movie, no. but I like that. It unfortunately falls within the purview, the same thing that Ant-Man and the Wasp fell into that I explained on that episode, is yeah. it is the two movies in between... Infinity, the Infinity War, and Endgame, and I just—it's not that I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit enough about those two movies because I really wanted to see Endgame. You know what I mean? Um, but I've rewatched that. I mean, it's a fun movie. I think it's cool that she goes back to the '90s and they de-age Sam Jackson. Like, I don't know. I—I I, I don't know why people hate that movie. I think it's a fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, probably for the same. Baloney, grade A baloney yeah. reasons that we gave for the trailer getting so much hate. Right. <clears throat> if you're reading any of the articles about people hating this trailer, check out the trailer for yourself. Make your own opinion. Uh, but if you're a fan of the MCU, I can't imagine why how you would think this looks like crap. This really doesn't. And Goose is coming back, guys. Goose is there. Yeah. Which, by the way, my favorite part of that entire trailer, besides you know we getting Beastie Boys intergalactic, is Kamala Khan's. Reaction to the Florkin. She's like, oh my god! Hysterical, like, yeah. She makes me laugh in that trailer. Just her reaction to everything. Like, just appearing in Monica Rambo's spacesuit. Like, oh, Nick Fury, is this an Avengers test? Yeah, no, she's she's adorable and she's gonna be a lot of fun in that movie. Like, I mean, come on. There's, there's nothing to just like about there. Alright, well, let's go ahead and jump into our shows of the week. Uh, first up, we got Gotham Knights. Episode five, and Jason, what, what what do we got this week? Besides, we're done questioning the existence of the show. Let's just tackle yeah. this. Just get on with it. All, All right. So, <laughs> the gang decides to rob the mob. That's it. That's your plot. They say that twice, in case you didn't get how clever it was the first time. Um, but pretty much, they decide that they need to steal some piece of tech, right? It's some piece of tech from the mob um, that they need to clear yeah. their names and so unravel the mystery that the Court of Owls killed Bruce Wayne. Oh, what a mystery they have. <laughs> um, and so they go to rob the mob. They realize that there's a shitload of cash on a... like, which, which I don't know who does this, guys. I'm sorry. But the mob has a... One of those like pallet, those like uh, pallet jet that you use um, with the, the the forklifts and shit. Like I see, like yeah. I used to move them all the time at the Home Depot when I worked there. It's a pallet full of cash. They say it's like millions of dollars. And of course, Duella starts throwing it in her bra and shit because she just wants to steal it. And instead of like getting on with what they're supposed to get on with, they're having this big talk very loudly in the, the the compound of these mobsters about stealing this money. And one of them, one of the mobsters finds them, except, oh, wait, one of the, the sister, the thief sister, dated him. Oh, boy, this is going to be wild. Oh, my God, it's such a waste of time on that topic throughout the entire episode. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why does yeah. this matter? 
it just just keeps going back to it and it doesn't matter they literally could have bashed him on the head from behind and had the same effect they didn't need to have a relationship except we we wouldn't have 10 minutes or five minutes of the the siblings bickering um and then we'll just finish up this a plot and then i'll give you the b plot notice both b and plot are in quotes um then they, they, they devise a – so they pretty much say, as the mob tries to break in, uh, hey, we're going to torch this money Joker style if you don't, like, leave us alone. So then the mobsters go, whoa, 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 we don't want them to torch the money Joker style, guys. Let's call the police. <laughs> and then they call, like a, like, a whole army of cops that are on their payroll. Now, I don't know how this is supposed to stop them from torching the money. Like, adding more people outside, the problem isn't that you can't get in and overpower them. The problem is is that you can't do it before they torch the money, and doubling your numbers doesn't double your speed. And then some of them are dressing, some of the goons are dressing up in GCPD attire, and that somehow gets them in faster? I don't, yeah, I don't, like, because, because well, they're supposed to be real cops, right? Like, that's the thing, but... I don't know how them being real cops makes them get in any faster. Like, doesn't they? These these guys. This is the mob's like hangar. They they had the key, I'm sure, to get in. Like, but anyways, the plan is is they pretty much load. I don't know when they have the time to do this, but they load all of the money into this van that's there. Luckily, mm-hmm. that van is there, and that they could get into it and drive it because it must have had the key in the ignition. Yes. Um, and oh, no, kind of, Jason, the key was probably in the uh, advisor. You know, they probably oh, tipped the thing. Because everyone does that. That That's, you yeah. know, that's the, yeah, everyone does that. Because no one steals I cars. do that all the time. All the time. Just put it right up there for the car thief to get. Yeah. Um, And so then they, like, as soon as the cops breach the perimeter, they blast past them with the, the van, and then a whole chase ensues where everyone but du- Duella makes the stupidest decision I've ever seen. And goes, I know what'll stop the cops. We'll just throw all of this money out to the on the street, and that will stop them. Now, I don't know how that was supposed to stop them. It doesn't even slow them down. Um, because people aren't running out in front of speeding cars to pick up this money. It does nothing. It doesn't even distract them. Um, but they somehow get away anyway. Even and but they've dumped all this money now, and they've given it back to Gotham. Ah, yes, you've you've thrown money. Like, come on, that's so stupid. Like, and then they get they get back home, and the media says, "Well, we don't know who these Gotham Knights are, but they sure did help the city." DiCaprio, DiCaprio. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, said the thing. Said the thing. So fucking stupid. And so that's the A plot. And then the B plot is, I think we're getting Two-Face, guys. Yay. A Batmanless yeah. show is going to give us Two-Face. Because Harvey Dent is has a history. His father was abusive, but uh, they're saying they're making it like he had multiple personality disorder, DID rather, disassociative identity disorder, as it's called now. He's going to see a therapist friend because he keeps blacking out. And then he wakes up in bed with someone that he snubbed in the beginning. And um, it's clear that he has an alter ego. So we're getting Two-Face. I, I don't know if they're going to actually spend the prosthetic money to scar half the face. He might just go, I'm Two-Face. Ah. And that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Like I was so annoyed when I saw where that, once I caught on exactly where that was going, when he starts talking about, by the way, he talks to Chase Meridian. Oh, is that Chase Meridian? Yes, they put it. They make sure that it says it on her door. I, I missed that. When I he miss goes that into thing. her office, they were not, really the pers- not the person he's sleeping with. Not the no, person no. he's sleeping with. That's no, 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 his... no. The, the, yeah. the therapist. Yeah, the therapist. Are, so, like, here's yeah. the barrel. This is the barrel of Batman, right? And on the top, you got Batman, the Joker, the Riddler, right? They somehow got Harvey Dent, but I'll believe Two Face when I see it. But everyone else was gone. They just took a scrape. And they went to the bottom of that barrel. And went, Chase Meridian. Yeah, we got Chase Meridian in our show. And 
Uh, yeah, we got the bat, the Robin from from Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> oh man, I was so blown away when I saw Chase Meridian on the door because I remember like in early in the episode he says Chase, and I'm like, no, really? So we're using Chase Meridian in the show, like this grab bag of random Batman references. This is where we're going with. And then once I saw where the plot was going with his father and the DID, I'm like, wow, this is this is something. I you know what it is. I hope that I hope I hope that Two Face gets set up for season two. How about that? Huh? So we never see How about him. That? So we never see him. That's exactly how they do this whole big thing, and it's this big tease at the end of the last episode. It's like, nope. Not today, sir. Not today. Oh God! I, yeah, I don't. I don't know where this show is going. Oh uh, yeah, and, and by the way, the Gotham Knights thing was just—I was like, it was. Wow. Again, the, the show thinks it's clever, and it's not. It like reminded they, me of Fan Stick at the end when they get there when they give themselves yes. name. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. There are four of us, and I think we're quite fantastic. Oh. <laughs> So stupid. Oh man, yes, that's the level of entertainment we're getting from Gotham Knights people. If you've seen Fair Four Stick, or if you caught our episode on our thoughts on it, this is what we're. That's the level of what Gotham Knights has been to the CW verse over here. So, how how long do you think this show goes before getting canceled? I think, and I was talking to somebody about this earlier, right? My my friend Joe, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I got to go back and I got to watch." some stuff for the for the podcast tonight and I mentioned Gotham Knights. He goes, is that a spinoff of Gotham? That other show that you can't stand? <laughs> I'm like, no, but in some nights it feels like it is. But then I have to start wondering if it's worse or not. <clears throat> I told him that I told him about our deal. That okay. if this show the announcement happens of the cancellation, then we can stop immediately. Okay. Love okay? that deal. Love that. Guess what? I the more I thought about it earlier today, it's not going to happen until after the finale. Ugh. Is this a, yep. is this a twenty four episode or a twelve episode show? I this this has to be a twelve. Okay, this has to be. There's no way. Well, if Superman and Lois is, is twelve or yeah, thirteen around point. there, then yeah, and I, I don't. I think they're done with the twenty four episode stuff. So, you know, at least for the DC shows. But uh, yeah, hopefully there is one DC show standing, left standing after this season, and it's just Superman and Lois. Because this is, this yeah. is tough. This is abysmal. I, I, this is almost unwatchable. It's, it's a chore. All right. Well, let's get to a show on a CW that is DC related that is not a chore at all. Superman and Lois, season three, episode five. Um yeah, so this one pretty much picks up right after last week's where um, Lois is getting her you know, her chemo treatment in, uh, in Bruno Mannheim's, um, you know, his hospital that he has set up, um, you know, that's boasting that they have the best treatment uh, for chemo in all of Metropolis. Um, and that's where she's kind of doing what she said she was going to do. She's moving around uh, the hospital, trying to get, you know, in with see what the hell Bruno Mannheim is really a, about here. And then Clark is also there with her. And he, this is the, I think one of the best scenes of this entire episode is when Clark is there and he's talking to two other patients that are getting their chemo treatment as well. And he's like taken aback by these two women that he's speaking to and their experience with chemo. And he's learning a lot. And it really made me think a lot about, man, this is Superman. And he's like facing, yeah, he's not, he knows he can't get cancer, but obviously Lois is pretty much almost like giving it to him in a way. Well, I think, um, I think he'd rather get it himself than have Lois. Oh, he would if he could, yeah. but I'm saying is if you, if he so, cannot get it, that's the only way he could right. somewhat close to experience it. And I, I think this is like worse than that for him because he's got to watch Lois go through it. And yeah, I love that conversation with the yeah. two women. Because you see, and this actor again, this, he's such a good actor. He plays this so earnestly. Like just his face as he's listening to their stories mm -hmm. and like just the emotions he's having on his face about like 
empathy for them, worry about Lois. Like he's doing so much with with so little. And I wanted to call that out because this guy, again, fantastic. This is my favorite Superman. I, I mean, I, I, again, I say it every week, but I love this guy. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah, Tyler Hodgson is absolutely fantastic. I mean, every week he, you know, when he, yeah, his strongest work is as great as Superman as he is, is as Clark Kent. Yeah. In the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does get a lot of, uh, there's a lot of discussion about that. And then there's also a scene where Lois does run into Bruno Mannheim. Specifically, and they have a, a deep conversation about, you know, his whole thing of why he's doing what he's doing. And, and that's such a cool scene because he catches her in his office and he's menacing. He's a menacing dude. He, he gives me a lot of Tobias Whale like vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, very different looking and, you know, very different looking actors, very different actors. But it's the same vibe of he can do menacing and then really really pull that back and be really sympathetic. And like, he comes in menacing and like, I've caught you. And he's like, you should just ask here. Let me show you what's going on. This is the, this is the facility I'd use to save lives. I'm going to save your life. Now let me give you this awesome monologue about why I am dedicated to my neighborhood that no one else cares about. And it's like, I'm watching this going, I wish this guy wasn't the head of intergame. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's definitely that kind of a villain who you can understand why he his understand his motivation and his motivation isn't just mustache twirling. I'm evil. Like right. he has he's he has the whole package that he, he's he's bringing to this, and it's it's great to watch. Um, so another like really big be- this was a very emotional episode on, on a lot of levels, and these were two of them. Another one was so. The episode starts off with Lana Lang, pretty much. You know, she talks to um, uh, I don't know if her last name is Bebo, the one who is with her. You know, is with her ex-husband now. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the reporter. Been together the one a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So there's a thing where they're gonna pretty much expose what happened to the how corrupt the former mayor was. But throughout the episode, there's this whole storyline with his son, and his son is so broken yeah. up about it. And by the end of the episode, she decides, you know, something, this is something where the truth is, we're just going to like, for the sake of the town, for sake of Smallville, where I'm going to bury it and let them believe who he was as the hero. And I'm just going to let it be. It kind of reminded me of the Dark Knight in a way. Yes. Like the thing with Harvey Dent that happens in the Dark Knight. And she decides that this is what's better for... Smallville is to she goes ahead and de- she names like this. I believe it's like a recreational center or something like that after him, uh, or maybe it was, it was the town uh, the hall. Town hall. Like it was a town hall. The town hall. The town hall. And um, yeah, and it, she and it's like Vivo over there is taken a taken aback by it because like, wow, you're really gonna do this? And she and Lana's like, yeah. After I saw what his son is dealing with and what this town is dealing with, like I'm gonna choose to just you know let it be. And that's that. I know what the facts are. I'll handle them behind the scenes, but his the perception of him will be what it is. Yeah, and I think that was a, that's a powerful choice, especially because it's set up clearly at the beginning that she's getting a lot of flack from the public because they're blaming her for shit that his corruption did. But she mm-hmm. makes this really nice speech about, or nice nice monologue about letting the letting the community and letting the the town heal and move mm-hmm. past this. And the way to do that is to just honor the dead and not expose yeah. them. And I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, there's also a whole Valentine's Day dance that goes on in this episode and stuff. And oh, there is, right, yeah. Yeah, well, which, if, to tell you the truth, though, there was a, there was a very fun moment uh, with, uh, damn it, uh, Lana's ex-husband. Um, I forget his name all the time. And I like him, too. I just can't remember his name. Damn it, Paul? no. I was going to... Oh, uh, no, I'll look them up quick. Um, what I was going to say is that, honestly, this season is making me, even though he kind of like, obviously he, he fucked up with Lana and that's not like a cool thing to do whatsoever. But like, he's becoming somewhat likable. Like, you could just be like, listen, the guy, the guy fucked up and that's that. Yeah. But he's, they're making him like a redeemable character in, in ways. Like, he has this whole thing with, 
with uh, Jonathan Kent there, and he offers him to oh, come right. and like work at the firehouse and stuff like that on the weekends. But now he wants to do that, but then he can't because now his girlfriend is moving away, and they were going to only see each other on the weekends. So he has to make this difficult choice: like, do I volunteer for the fire department on the weekends or do I not? And even his girlfriend is telling him, like, "Hey, we'll figure it out. You can't pass this up. Like, this is a, this is a big thing for you." Kyle Cushing. That's who it is. That's it. Yeah. But Kyle also like has this moment where he's like he's he's talking with um he's talking with his his new lady friend over here uh you know Chrissy Beppo that's who that's it, it. it's Chrissy Beppo so Chrissy and Kyle he goes ahead and like starts dancing and stuff like that and like makes this big scene of I love that scene I thought that was great I thought that was fucking cool man I love that scene because he's like hey come on he starts doing this dance he says something I forget the name but he like. He says, oh, let me show you what such and such can do. And he uses his own nickname. And she goes, did you just refer to yourself by your own nickname? He's like, yeah, I did. And he starts yeah. dancing. And he's like, come on and join me. And I love that moment. She goes, what am I doing? And then she just goes out there and does it. And, yeah. and then they, they, so I think like officially they're together, right? Like that's them kind of making it public. And that's why I thought it was funny when she gets the call from Lana Lang later. It's when they're in bed after that night. And she thinks that it's because they've, they made it public that they were together. So I thought that was kind of fun. I think everyone knows but Lana at this point. I think so, yeah. But you know yeah. what? Lana doesn't care. She shouldn't care, but she, oh, she I might. guarantee you she's going to care. She's going to care, but come on. Eventually, she's going to have to go to John, John Henry. Come on. Of course. It's like, listen, come on. like Stop with that crap. Um, then there's also a another uh, thing that happens at this dance here where uh, John Henry's daughter goes ahead and meets up with that dude from Metropolis that they had the party with. Yeah. And that was stuff. Cool. So yeah, they go ahead and, and they, they get together. But so as much as emotional as this episode was, and I love the I love this episode for a lot of those facts. And it, it really encapsulates what this show, why we enjoy the show so much. But then we find out at the very end that the DOD apparently has Bruno Mannheim has gone ahead and busted open some secrets behind the scenes. Yeah. And then we find out the DOD has got some shit that, once again, they shouldn't have. So Superman's going to have to address this shit like with, with these guys. Why do they have Bizarro's body, and now Bruno Mannheim has possession of it? Uh, because they were studying it to make a weapon. Because they're the fucking U.S. government. <laughs> Dude, we're definitely going to get another We're gonna get another turn as Bizarro. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and it might be actually more more true to bizarro like because that that bizarro wasn't brainless that was just a, a a mutated fucked up superman from that alternate universe but yeah. this might be like the brainless bizarro that we get when they bring him back yeah that like openly speaks backwards and stuff like that yeah i would kind of dig that even though i did like the fact that they went with the more real world bizarro <laughs> last season but i'm, I'm kind of ready for look is it give Give me an episode of that and no more. I'm good. Like I yeah. would have hated it if it was the whole season last season, but it wasn't. They made the smart choice of what to do with it. If they plan on going, let's do some fan service for an episode or two. I'm I'm with it. Just just don't commit to it for a whole season. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. No, I think Bruno Mannheim needs to be the big bad. Or yeah. we also know that Lex Luthor is in this season. He is. He is. So, so I'm. I'm you know, I'm curious to see what role he's going to play. I actually, at this point, hope he doesn't come in until the end yeah. because I'm really enjoying Bruno Mannheim's time. And once mm -hmm. Lex Luthor shows up, it's a Lex Luthor show villain-wise. So I'm hoping Mannheim gets a bit more time on the screen and, and time to flesh out that character. And I'm hoping, like, Lex is set up for the big bad of the next season. That's that's my personal hope. I And I can get on board with that because we know that, like, even James Gunn essentially outright said that this, this show since everyone seems to like it, is going to get, and those were his words, not mine, that everyone seems to like it, that it's going to get another season or two. So we yeah. might still get season four and five of this, or maybe he meant this one and one more. Right. I, I think hope we, he meant five. I think we definitely have one more in us, hopefully, yeah. one more in them, hopefully two. But at least if it, even if it's only one, they're going to go into that season knowing it's only one. So they'll be able to yeah. sort of give us something good. And if you're going to give us yeah, a Superman, Lex Luthor, final showdown for this show, then I can right. get on board with that. That's actually absolutely. Perfect. Yep, absolutely. So. 
All right. Uh, and we don't have a movie of the week, but we, because Titans essentially was the runtime of a movie, and it kind of yeah. felt like these, we're, we're going to drop the spoiler warning here because Titans did come out on uh, last Thursday. So, as Jason Todd famously said, Titans back bitches, and this is it. This is the final six episodes of Titans, and I'm so sad. Yeah, Jason, I, I do wish they would get more, but Watching these two episodes, and I know the writers came out and said that they wrote the, the writers of this and Doom Patrol did were preparing for the end of their run to come, so they kind of did give this what could be the how they would have ended it. Okay, that's good. I, I think that's a that's a fair thing. Kind of like how Stargirl got to yep. end theirs on the note that they semi wanted anyway. So um these two episodes. I mean, it literally says after, after after episode seven at the end to be continued. Yeah, so it is. So like it is one kind of long one episode. long episode. Yeah. So you know, with two episodes, not to because it's kind of goofy to get into episode seven details when we know what happens in eight. But um, this show, the the episode seven picks up right after the big battle with Brother Blood. You know, Sebastian has gone full brother blood now. I mean, he literally, in the first five minutes of episode seven, rises out of the blood pit. And, yeah, yeah he, he he's all in now. So he's there. The Titan, We catch up with the Titans, and they're getting up from their battle there, too. Gar did, you know, do something to save them, who Gar has not seen in, in either one of these episodes because this, epi- this goes ahead and takes them to you know, to a town that is basically protecting a a, a horn that is a relic for uh, Tridon, I know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what this is, and it gets weird. It, it gets get really weird. fucking weird. Yep. Um, Jason, do you think if you're if you're Dick Grayson, you're the head of the Titans, do you maybe just not go into weird diners anymore? Now you gotta you gotta go into the weird diners. You gotta keep that's, going. You know? That that's what keeps the plot progressing to the conflict. <laughs> you gotta go into the weird diners. Um, uh, yeah, that, I think it's hysterical. They go into this diner, and everyone is like, like it's like a record scratch when they walk in. Yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love it um, because everyone's like, oh, oh shit. And then the, the cop immediately starts harassing them, right? Like, oh, what are you mm-hmm. doing here? Oh, you should be heading on out. And I love Dick Grayson trying to be like, well, you know, I was in, was it Chicago, Detroit? Where was he Detroit, in? Detroit. Detroit. He's like, you know, I was in Detroit PD. He's like, well, you're a long way from Detroit. And, you know, they're, they're just being real ominous, like small towners in a creepy diner. Yeah. And it, it turns out that apparently Trigon's horn is, they find out through Lex Luthor, leaves them basically a detailed message with two parts to it. One of them is the location of this, and I love the fact that in the letter that Connor ends up reading, it's like, "Hey, you know, Dick says that he's a going. He's this great detective. Let him detect. Enough. <laughs> yeah. let, let him. Let him go on this little journey of his. Let him take his little Titans over there. I got something separate for you. And we don't find out what that separate thing is in these episodes. But at the end of episode eight, he's meeting up with Sebastian Blood one on one." And Connor is all even ditches the Superman black T-shirt with the red uh, S on it, and he's going to meet him directly head on one on one. So my guess is that Connor's thing that Lex left for him is going to be, hey, well you're going to pick up my mission where which I was on to get like this ultimate power thing. That's my guess. Do Do you think this winds up ending with the resurrection of Lex Luthor? Like, do you think that's his his plan? That he's because you know he's manipulating, you know he's he's playing chess beyond the grave here. Yeah, and I can see him totally playing chess with Connor, even though he confesses like how much he sees his potential and he wants that. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I can kind of that. I didn't think of that while I was watching it, but now that you bring it up, yeah, I, I can see that where he finds a way to bring Lex back, and maybe he's the one who's the big showdown, you know, in the last episode of this. That would be cool, actually. That would be cool. Um, and I would love it if it was like full on green and purple Lexo suit because I just oh, love the Lexo yes. suit apparently. The I, I learned awesome. this over time. Yeah, I've learned this over time. I just love it. Um, but the things that we get in, in the episode, though, is they I'm just trying to go ahead and, and look up the name of the town because I freaking spazzed out on it. Uh, 
I will get that in a moment. Oh, Cole's Folly. So okay. they go to this place in the van on the you know the the, the whole truck that they got going on there. The Scooby and van. They go into this yeah the Scooby van. It's the Titan Scooby van. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Starfire, you know, Dick and um, and Raven are are in that van. They go ahead. They're going there because apparently to get this horn, you have to have like um, you know certain type of a bloodline from there from Trigon or anything like that, or, you know, you need to be from Starfire's home world, and that's why the two of them are with Dick, because obviously Dick can't do this, so they're with him. And in the car behind them um, is, you know, um, I don't know, um, wow, Bernard and um, and Tim Drake are there, mm. and they're following them, so they go into this thing, it's like this warp thing where they vanish, and then Bernard and Tim basically can't follow them in there so they go off on their own thing and they're trying to find them they end up getting you know bernard tells them like oh we only want to be friends we should only be friends on this or colleagues and they get separate rooms and then they don't have separate rooms then they get it on yes they absolutely do and that's the thing deal with it and um yeah so they go, they're kind of just operating outside, but in the town, though, is where they, they, you know, Dick and Starfire and Raven, they end up going into this uh, diner. Then they basically get drugged off of this, like, chocolate, this milkshake thing that's there. And they go ahead and they wake up in a this house that's, that's there. Wild. It was wild. And they have different names. Yep. And they were married. It's a Dick and, and Starfire, a married couple. And yeah. there are pictures of them together. It's like they're a family, and they have no idea what's going on. Uh, I love that aspect. It was so. It was very. It reminded me of both Wandavision mm -hmm. and a very, very good episode of Angel, uh, okay. where one of the one of them was sent to hell, and what that hell was was they just took on the this middle class identity. But at the same time, every day they had to go into the basement and be tortured by like a demon. But like outside of that torture, it's just this middle class life that they're leading. And mm -hmm. so this kind of reminded me of that. It's like, okay, we're just going to put them in this middle class life together and they'll be fine. They don't even remember who they are. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it was, I'm sorry. I, I did forget something because, again, the two episodes blend together now. But yeah, how they actually do end up there as well is. <laughs> Dick goes ahead and he's going to meet up with the sheriff that says, "Hey, you know, yeah, you're from Detroit. You're, uh, you know, I want to see your your whole setup and stuff like that since you're a cop as well." And he's like, "Yeah, meet me later after I get off my shift, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll discuss." And that's where he goes at, and they basically drug him, and that's how he ends up there. And then Raven gets captured as well, and that town is basically revealed to be a bunch of Trigon worshippers, and it is the Church of Blood. Yeah. That's there. That's protecting this thing, which is really fucking creepy. And they're gonna murder Raven because they're like, "Hey, in a prophecy, the Trigon didn't have a daughter, so you're you're done." What do they refer to her as a Herrick? I believe it is. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they refer to her as a Herrick, and she's gonna go ahead and get murdered. And then throughout their their whole deal, um, Dick and 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 Starfire. They go ahead and they will. They're trying to get out of this house and this whole thing. And they find out that this is the music that's playing throughout the entire town is slowly but surely warping your mind and making yeah. you forget who you were. And it's it's basically through that. And they do run into these two people who basically one of them was deaf at the age of ten. And the other person did it voluntarily yes. to avoid this from happening. So they've been playing the game along with them. Which I thought was awesome, like the fact that they're just and and so the the one the woman is the woman who does that record scratch look I was talking about mm -hmm. in the diner. She's the waitress, um, and so it makes sense why she did that because she kind of knows what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, I love the fact that they're deaf and that's why they're they're safe. And they they're kind of tell like him like, all right, well you know you got to do something because it's going to take over your mind. That, and and yeah. it, we see it take over Starfire's mind. Like, it gets to Starfire first. But there is one aspect of this. And Jason, I 
we're, we're, it hasn't been forgotten about here. But of course, Batman still plays a way into this because yes, he does. Dick is once the Dick learns what's going on here yep. and how they're going to get warped. We get another Constantine name drop, by the way. We do, yeah. I, look, we're getting Constantine in one of the either this or Doom Patrol. It's got to happen. They've been naming them left and right. I think it has to happen in this, and it needs to be Matt Ryan. Just, just let it be. I let agree. I agree. Yeah. So basically, what happens is. Um, Dick goes ahead and says, hey, me and Bruce trained me for something like this, and we're going to have these recording devices, and we're going to basically tell ourselves who we are, and we're going to name a bunch of painful fucking memories because that's the stuff that jars you back. And Starfire calls him out right away. He's like, what is this with you and him and, and his whole thing? And she's pissed about it. She doesn't want to do it. And they end up separating and doing this whole recording and as Sawfire does turn, you know, Dick keeps on holding out a little bit longer and battling this thing. He, he's talking, they show he's talking about his parents dying and moving in with Bruce and stuff like that. But then he gets into the moment where him and Starfire, all the way back in season one, yeah. they were together and he didn't really get to, you know, talk about his feelings there for a moment and how much she meant to him and stuff. So, ironically, later on, she picks up his recorder and listens to that. And that's what snaps her out of it, which I thought was awesome. And that's also was, I, to me, was a very last season of a show callback to the original season. Yes. And that's why I was even like, you know something? As upset as I am about this show ending, you're doing it right. I think they're going to do it justice. Oh, I, I have no doubt this is going to stick to landing because it, it stuck everything else. It's never it's never failed. So yeah. I have no reason to believe it's not gonna give us an awesome out. I just don't want to see it go. Um but that what what that scene shows us, by the way, is that with prep time, Batman could be brainwashing. Even magical yes. brainwashing. Yes, yes, he can. Because it is Batman's technique. And I and this is a recurring motif in this show where Dick Grayson's like, hey. A uh, fun story about when my dad, Bruce Wayne slash Batman, kind of traumatized me because he wanted to get me ready to be a crime fighter. Here's a skill he taught me. Like, remember the, when they were when he was him and Barbara were listening to the recordings to try to figure out like he was he was like this is a game that Bruce and I used to play. We listened to environments to see if we could figure out where it is, and we listened to crime scenes to see if we could reconstruct it from the sound. It's like. Dude, that was your childhood, and this was another moment like that. But it's like, no, no, no. But everything he taught him, as traumatizing as it was, has helped in this show. It's it all works. justified. Yeah, Batman's presence still felt in this show. That's right. Through, through well, Dick Grayson. And I want to point out that when I talk about Batmanless Batman shows, I'm never talking about this show because this show gave us a fucking a season with a Bruce Wayne, and then followed it up with a season of a Batman storyline. And even though Bruce Wayne wasn't there, Nightwing was. And Nightwing is a the only person I will accept in Batman Steed in a Batmanless Batman show. Because Nightwing is, in my opinion, Batman's true successor. He just doesn't want it. Exactly. And again, Joe, but Titans is also Still not a Batman show, though. I mean, it's very... His influence is in here, but it's not trying to no. be... It's not trying to take everything around him, but not him. No, not at all. They, they gave us that one season, which was not Batman-less. I mean, yes, no. Batman-less, but it was like... It had everything we needed outside of yeah. Batman. But yeah, but outside of that season... Yeah, it's, it's a Dick Grayson show. Like, and that I think that's why it works, right? Because... I, it's not a Batmanless Batman show. It's some of the Bat family with the Titans, mm -hmm. and I just love Batman. So you know that's that's where my mind goes. Likewise, and that's why I decided to go with the Batman show this week. There you go. Um, so yeah, so pretty much the this horn that they're trying to track down does get captured by Brother Blood and Mother Mayhem. They do they do go ahead and make off with it, and this sound that's there, this whole music that they have to stop. They do find a way with teaming up with the family, and also they team up with um, with Tim Drake and uh, Sebastian. And not Sebastian. I'm sorry, I was about to say. And Bernard. They meet up. They find that where this this sound is coming from, and this music is being played. They team up. They destroy it. 
the whole thing is lifted and they are about to move on. And that's where we get the ending where Connor is meeting up with Sebastian. I guess we're going to find out more about what Lex's notes for Connor were, were essentially left. So super strong start. And it's just crazy. We only, there's only four episodes left, but. God, I'm going to miss this show so much. Cause I, like, again, I think I've said this on the show, but like Dick Grayson is one of my favorite characters in the comics. Like, Nightwing, mm-hmm. like, and and I even I haven't even read a lot of Nightwing. To be honest with you, it's just like I love the relationship between Dick and Batman. I love how it plays out after he becomes Nightwing. So I, I don't know. I love that character, and I think this actor is perfect as him. Like, I, I'm gonna have. I like this actor so much that when they eventually bring Nightwing to the movies, and James Gunn does that. I'm not. I'm not saying I won't accept the new person, but I'm gonna have a hard time because I really like this guy. I think this guy is Nightwing for me. This uh, this is, uh, you know, Dick Grayson. So I'm gonna miss this show. So let me ask you something though. How would you, since we don't have a DCU Batman, how would you feel about him playing Batman? This actor? Yeah, him playing Bruce Wayne. I'd allow it. You'll you'll, you'll allow it. I'll, that I'll that allow would it. be some sh- that would be some shit because I have no idea who James Gunn is, is going to select for Batman. I don't know either, but he's the right age for the Batman they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I like him. I th- I think he could do it. Okay. Um, my only thing is, I think I would always see. I'm always going to see Jason. Uh, not Jason. I'm always going to see Dick Grayson because of this. But I mean, I don't let that stop you, James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I do think this, like, I would like to see more from this guy, and I actually think he would make a good Batman. Like, he's he's got a he's got a Christian Bale look, mm-hmm. though he doesn't look like Christian Bale, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I know what you mean. You know, and and I think like he, I think he could do something good. And seeing what he did with the the Nightwing role, I think he really could be good at it. Yeah, and one other quick thing I did want to mention though before we we wrap it up is. There's also a thread in here where they were gonna the town people are going to kill Raven, right? Because we, yes. we we didn't mention that, and we do find out that uh, Brother Blood can't do it because they're linked. So if she goes ahead and cuts him, cut, he tries to go ahead and harm her. It shows up on him, and like, vice versa. So I was like, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. It reminded me of GI Joe, Tomax and Xmon. Ah, yes, well played. Yes, the Crimson Twins. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so that pretty much wraps it up for us this week. Uh, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, we we will be back next week talking more Titans, and we will be starting our run of Guardians of the Galaxy with the original. Yeah, so we will. Excited yeah, we for will. that. Um, Jason, CW shows are off next week. All of them. Hallelujah! Except for <laughs> except for Superman Lois. Hallelujah! Except for Superman Lois. <laughs> you want to praise Kal El? I mean, oh Kal El, thank you, thank you, Kal El, for giving me a break in this desert of crap. I appreciate you being my strong point in in Superman Lois, and I appreciate this break, my brother. Yeah, it's. I think it was some. We definitely. I think we've earned it. I mean, we've, we've no, been through no, a bit of a rough stretch. No flash. Also, we're fl- flashless again. We are flashless uh, for the second week in a row. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't it's need. It's fine. To, Listen, need... we're going to get to do Titans and Guardians. That's fine with me. That's uh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'm good with that. I mean, I don't. I don't need to see like you know, a Keon's finger painting. I mean, or, or fucking <laughs> Chester and Allegra, uh, you know, breaking up and making out again. Like they're like they are the age of the kids who went to the Valentine's Day dance in. Superman and Lois. <laughs> um, but you know, listen, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, if you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, be sure to uh, join the Rainy's Peach Tea Facebook group. Uh, you can join in and check out the, the daily conversation, trailers, and stories that don't make the show every week. It's a lot of fun, so check that out. Uh, also check out Pop Culture Pros and popculturepros.com because that's who we are presented by. Um, also, if you're checking us out on YouTube, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros and on Twitter, follow at Pop Culture Pros. And wherever you found your audio only podcast, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff on the network. If you're into baseball, 
Uh, we got a Yankee show called the Empire 161 show. Dropped a new episode last night. So check that out. Mets are your thing. Check out the Put It in a Book show. Um, if you're into sports in general, you can go ahead and check out the Unsportsmanlike Conduct podcast. Um, and if you're into James Bond, if you're into double, you know, we got a show called Double O Deep Dive, which Jason hosts with Ginny. And uh, are you guys back this week? Next, week? I think so. I got to double. I got to double check with Ginny, but hopefully we'll be back this Wednesday, uh, covering um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which I'm super excited to talk about. It is one of the most divisive James Bond movies, uh, and it is one of my favorites. Um, and uh, the Bond girl is in. Uh, Game of Thrones. So another connection, baby. Another connection. Who was she in Game of Thrones? She's the, you know, the, the girl who uh, marries Joffrey before he's killed. Really? He's, no, no, not oh. that girl. Her mother. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's oh, Diana that's Rigg from the Avengers. So. Okay, she, she so. Was only... <laughs> it, it, what's her status with you right now on, on the Game of Thrones? The The mother? Yes, the mother. Oh, I like her a lot. Okay, no, she's she's great. She, she's great in our show. She has a phenomenal line. But if you didn't, if that line didn't jump out to you, then she has a lot of phenomenal yeah, I mean, lines. But she has one that's like classic. She has the great. She has the great speech to her daughter right after she because she engineers King Joffrey's death, which again mm -hmm. points. Um, yes. But she says to her like. She tells her the whole story about, like, I wasn't supposed to marry your grandfather. I was supposed to marry this other guy, the, one of the Targaryens. And I saw him, and I didn't like him, his weird hair. And so then I got lost on the way home one night and found myself <laughs> in your grandfather's room. And he was supposed to propose to your grand, your, your aunt the next day, except, or, you know, whatever. He was supposed to propose to her sister. Except after that night, all you could think of was what I gave him the night before, and I married him. I was like, Whoa! Boom! <laughs> yeah, and I love That's that actress. Awesome. She she just passed, I think, this year or last year. She and she yeah. was like in her nineties. Like she was like a sex symbol in the sixties. No, she's phenomenal on Game of Thrones. So yeah, she you, you got some more time to you know to enjoy some awesome shit with her. So, so she she comes back because she left she left for a while. She comes back. Yeah, she's back. She, yeah, okay. she'll be back. You got you got more time with her. That's why I wanted to know like. You know how much you know she off the show or on the show or whatever. Okay, good. I'm I'm glad to know she comes back because she's such a presence and she's so good. Yeah, she's great. Uh, but yeah, so come back and check us out next week uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, for some more Titans. So see you next week. Peace. Later.